Welcome to Mitten Music, where we discover and explore all things that make the local Michigan music scene happen. Alright, so we're back for another episode of Mitten Music. I'm Jeff, and we got... Ryan. Yeah. Myself. And uh, we had a great conversation last time with uh, Josh Kaufman from Local Legend recording with no s local that, legend right. very educated there we still got to go see his recording studio at some point i almost did last or two weeks ago but i felt bad not going with you so i didn't go well if you want, so we, if you want to go and i'll come with you again we can visit again. and apparently he's right down the street from my office too he's like a mile away okay but yeah we we'll, we'll make a we'll make a lunch did you get out for lunch much at work uh, every once in a while, yeah. yeah. We'll do it. Maybe, maybe a lunch. A point of that, yeah. Maybe we'll go over there for lunch someday. All right. Yeah. But today, Ryan, mm. so a band mm. we've been trying to connect with calendar-wise for a little while. It's, But they're actually on the east side of the state. So our first guest outside of the West Michigan area, which is great because this is Mitten music. It's not just West Michigan music. Right. And so we're excited to have the band Westfall today. We've got Bobby Kurtz. What's up? Eric Hudson. <laughs> Hey guys, and uh, Jared Montague. I hope I got that right. You uh, did. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> so Bobby, you play uh, guitar, and yes. Eric plays bass, and Jared's on drums, right? But you guys all do vocals. Is that correct? Correct. Yep. All right. So we mix it the up, show, guys. Thanks for yeah. having us. We appreciate it. For sure. Feel honored to be your East East Michigan first band that you our, have here. Our first remote interview. You right? guys are the guinea pig. I mean, like I was joking earlier um, with Bobby that we, it's like, if you don't know how to use Zoom or some sort of, you know, meeting app or, you know, video conferencing app or web page or whatever, it's like, where have you been? Right. But, but then again, it took me two hours to set all this crap up too. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Appreciate it. Bummer, man. But hey, that's life. It's good. So give us a little background, guys. What's, uh, you know, you guys, from what I understand, you guys have been around over 15 years as a band, Westfall, and uh, Eric and Bobby, you guys have been, you know, in the band since the start, I believe. So give us a little Correct. history yeah. on where things have gone and changed and, yeah, we'll kind of evolve. From Eric, you want to take that one? Yeah, I'll start from the from the very beginning, I guess. we uh, Bobby and I actually went to school together with a couple other bandmates and started a band just out of high school um back in 2000 um played for a number of years lost a couple of band members uh long story short we had a horrible name that i don't even want to talk about because i hated it your time Been and there. uh oh uh, it's spelled stupid you know, it doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> but uh um used the use some of those changes as an opportunity to start westfall in what, what year would that have been bobby 2006 I think 06, yep. And that was so that was when Westfall officially became Westfall. Uh, and we started really diving into our original music at that point. After that, we uh, we released uh, three albums um, with, uh, you know, just our own original music. Jared uh, joined the band in 2010? Uh, not till 12. 12, it's, yeah. I, being married to two other dudes that don't care. <laughs> we have a our anniversaries are written down somewhere. Don't worry. We're good. Right. <laughs> no. Well, yeah. He joined. The, yeah. I think the, 12, he joined in twelve. Remember, we did the whole made it official. I think in December of twelve. 
Yeah, when he first joined space, he, he wasn't. He was just filling in and helping us because we 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 lost our drummer kind of abruptly, and then he filled in to uh, uh, to help help us just finish the dates we had on the, on yeah, the calendar. Yeah, I can imagine. Yes, every week it was worked like, out from there. I'm guessing, right? Oh Obviously. yeah, yeah. It took a lot of a lot of sucking up and you know making him feel really special. And <laughs> <laughs> stick around. <laughs> yeah. Heck, he's been around for a decade now, right? So yeah. that's, that's saying something. Pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah, okay. actually, our first show with Jared was on the west side of the state up in Traverse City. So, so uh, he had just gotten back. I don't know. When did you um, come home, Jared? Because you were obviously touring the world. Yeah, so I was in the band Taproot for many years, and I left the band officially in 2008. And so I didn't do much before then, except for playing drums in church. And uh, I'd gone over to a mutual friend of ours house when these guys were recording one of their records. And I think that's when we first met. And then when they needed a drummer they had kind of reached out to our mutual friend that helped them record one of their records and he reached out to me and said hey remember that band westfall yeah they need a drummer would you want to fill in for some dates and so the two of these guys came over to my house and we we kind of auditioned each other i would say but (laughs) (laughs) so yeah we jammed together it was fun but yeah immediately just that felt really fun to be out playing again so it, it had been probably i guess four years since i'd really played the rock shows out so hey jared was was for i'm thinking 2008 with taproot so was blue sky research already out by then or no yeah so was that the last one you were on yeah so that came out in 2005 we toured all over the u.s for that one with uh, i think like chevelle and 30 seconds to mars and then um we did our last headlining tour in 2006 and then we did our fourth album in Saline, Michigan, just outside of Ann Arbor. Yep. So by that time, I we all kind of came home and had like full time jobs because we had, you know, the music industry had taken a turn. Mm-hmm. Revenue went down. We trust me, Tapper was a was a band I loved for, and I stole a forever. I so yeah. I know a lot about Tapper. <laughs> yeah, especially yeah, being yeah. from Ann Arbor, that's you know, it's it, it kind of made sense for me to. That's awesome. I love it. Yeah. So then, so then we basically did our fourth album, which was called Our Long Road Home in Celine. And we all kind of did that after we worked. And then by the time it came to doing the next tour cycle again, that album came out in 2008. I already had another job. I had my second kid on the way by that time. Mm. And I was like, huh, I can either be at home and have my kids know their dad and be a happily married person or have a shot at it, or I can go on the road for nine months again and uh, do all that. So I decided to leave the band. And so, yeah, it it sounds like you made a good decision for yourself. I'm not saying that was a good decision period. I'm just for you. It it sounds like a good decision, right? Cause a lot of people would probably not make that same decision. I feel like, you know, they would have saw that. No, I want to rock. I want to, I want to tour for the rest of my life, all this stuff. But yeah. You it took me a good year to make that decision. It wasn't easy, but it was the I right one. I can only imagine, dude. Yeah. Still married, so. <laughs> good for you. There you go. Good for you. Are you still married to the same person you were back then? I am. Okay, yeah, good for you. Yeah. We'll have, awesome. uh, we'll have 20 years in January. So. Oh, yeah. that's great. Congratulations. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. How long have you been married? Uh, I'll be 19 uh, <laughs> in a couple weeks. So. Dang. Nice. A couple weeks. Yeah. So I'm, catch- I'm trying to stay up with you, Jared. So. I think this year was 13 for me, so I feel... 
Yeah. 13 oh, yesterday right here. What was it? 13 hey, yesterday? Yeah. Ooh, oh, yeah. I got you beat by just a couple months then. Man. June was for me. That's awesome. So when this is all happening, so when you were making these decisions, Jared, sounds like um, from Westfall's side, you guys were you guys were in the had made an album or in that process, right? Right around that yeah, same we time. Just, yeah, we so we we did that album in 07, uh, that first one. Uh, we formed in 06, did the album in 07, trying to get things rolling locally, and it's really crazy how I think things just happened, you know, because we're we're working in a direction of trying to basically ultimately make it right yeah quote unquote and um so we we hired a, a, a someone to shoot a music video we went down to detroit and flint and shot a music video and really tried to launch it did a did a headliner at machine shop with it and um just really tried to get it out there um i've talked to a few people about that you know they said oh man you guys you know i thought i thought that was it you guys were going to launch into that and talked to some others that said, you know, there could have been more PR on our side. Once we did the video, I didn't know the process, you know, and, and we were just some, some local guys just trying to, you know, work, work day jobs still, but then, you know, do the music thing. So, right. so yeah, however it was, I mean, basically how it came to be with, with Jared coming in and then hearing from him, you know, his side of what he just shared, it was like, wow, that does kind of sound rough. Like we all have families, we all have, you know, <laughs> right you know lives and things like that so so the the whole road and and really what the making it quote unquote sounded like to be just kind of changed i think at least for me i can't speak for eric but it was just like yeah i don't i think you know you can still try to find success locally and and play and i i mean i've I'm, i was teaching so really i just i like the outlet of of playing the music and and meshing well with these guys so so that just really became i guess i, can, I became content with the idea of just like hey we've got a couple albums out there and a music video and, and, and locally we're, we're still doing stuff and, and putting shows on and doing some cool things. And so I think that it was just the way it came together and in the opposite. I think I already said that. So the opposite way, you know, there, yeah. there I am. My hands are going that's up. Kinda, you know, that's very, <laughs> I think that's probably, I don't know if it's unique, but it, I just, I never heard that before from a, yeah. from a band or anything, you know, that's, it takes a lot to, to reflect on that and actually pull back. Like, I'm sure you guys were gung ho at the beginning. We're like, yeah, let's do this. Right. And then it's like, you hear some other opinion and then you start to reflect like, yeah, is that really what I want to do? And it's, it is okay. Right. To be a local band that produces great music and can give good entertainment to people locally. And you got, and like your point, it sounds like it's a creative outlet for you. Absolutely. It's it's something to do and still be creative doesn't mean you have to do that uh, full time for sure i mean and that's the thing that six months that jared came in to do shows i mean we we'd had this you know this bus that we had bought that we made into a party bus you know so we could take people from locally to any shows we did harpo's in detroit you know yeah. traverse oh, city yeah. all these uh, things harpo's. And, and so i remember like uh oh yeah we had the <laughs> iraq down there and you, you know so we're trying over to... that way oh yeah yeah I mean, oh, right. to... oh those guys <laughs> You know, oh, I was gonna say, yeah, you talking about us? Or that? Ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know that I ever made it to Harpo's. My brother went there a ton. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went down there quite a bit, but not for Harpo's all the time. But yeah, that was twenty that was years. Big, ago. That was the big place to be a lot yeah, down in the sure. Yeah, for sure. See, and I, and we went to the well. At least I went to the Orbit Room a lot, so that was probably the main Grand Rapids venue that I would come over there. Or the Delta Plex back in the day. Yeah, in uh, the Delta Plex intersection. The it's, Delta Plex is just shutting down, right? Yeah, yeah it's just it really. That. Yeah, it's yeah. it's almost twenty five years old, and they uh-huh. just shutting it down. Now I'm sure somebody else will pick it up and do something. Yeah, but, 
an orbit room has been closed for a little while. But oh, I don't think I knew that. So oh, the Deltaplex in the orbit room. Uh, so you said the intersection. So currently the intersection might. I don't know if it's the same intersection you thought about in the 90s. I know the old one and the new one. Oh, okay. okay, so you're on the same page as me. When I, yes. first, I was probably maybe 20 when the old intersection closed down-ish. I think I'm, I'm roughly, the, I'm some of you guys' age. I'm here, in, like, I graduated high school in 2000, so I, and with some of you guys, I'm in there. Um, but yeah, the old oh, intersection, that was the best place. The reptile house, that was awesome. I could, I could, I was not supposed to be able to get into that when I was going to shows and I was just too young and I snuck in several times that place. Um, but today it's like 20 Monroe is like a, a good medium size, like very nice place. Not obviously Van Andel, but there's ton, there's a lot of, there's a lot of venues. There's a lot of smaller ones like pyramid scheme. That one's a great one. Um, <laughs> pyramid scheme, pyramid scheme, We're tip not. top deluxe bar We're, and grill. There's, yeah, there's, uh, I mean, now they've got, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on on the west side. So, but right. I know on the east side, you know, you've got the machine shop up in, the, up near Flint, right? That's not necessarily, oh, yeah. that's not in Flint directly. It's is in it? Flint. It's yeah. in Flint. Okay. I, I, I thought it was just outside, but yeah. You guys got a lot of good venues over there still. And, and so, um, yeah. That's awesome that you know all those, like, like some of the guests or bands we've actually had on, they, they might not have grown up in West Michigan, but they call West Michigan or Grand Rapids their home, right? Yeah. But they're not familiar with stuff that happened 30 years ago in West Michigan. So it's cool right. that, that someone actually is like, oh, yeah, the Repti- I remember the Reptile House, too. Mulligans, right. I remember that stuff. But I guess a good question is, like, how, and we can get into this a little more, but, like, from a, I know you guys don't tour a ton, like, go far, I don't think. It's mostly local. But do you spread across the state much, or is it mostly in that east side of the state is kind of your, your uh, home base, and that's where you guys stick with? Definitely. No, it's been a few. Years. We we used to travel up to Traverse City uh, frequently. That that was like one of our favorite go to places to get away from like the local local. Yeah. There's a couple really cool spots up there. Most of those places though now have have, have kind of segued down to more just like smaller smaller dive bars. They don't really have any real good venues up there. Yeah. Anymore, but uh, that. That used to be a lot of fun. That's what Bobby was talking about. One of the places we'd, we'd truck people three and a half hours up to Traverse City for some of those shows. Right. We opened for some really good bands at, uh, um, at one one place in particular up there that changed names twice. And then I think it's a, it's like a, a mass church now or something. Oh, huh. yeah, it's a mega church. Yeah, they sold it there. We'll, wow. we'll, we'll fact check it and get the name of it for you. We'll look it up. <laughs> Streeters and Ground Zero. I do want to see what – do you have a picture of this party – tour bus that you oh my gosh so it was uh (laughs) what was it eric was it like an old mta bus local flint transportation first the the first one yeah it was an mta bus the one that that was governed at 55 the gas pedal as if a child had been driving it (laughs) and and it maxed out at like 47 miles an hour and it took five hours to get to traverse city instead (laughs) of three and a half like a normal right like vehicle would (laughs) but we did that probably twice in the winter, so oh. you say both ways. you say an MTA bus is that like a like a city bus like yeah, a big imagine. like a big bus like that holds big, like yeah you said, did you I hear fifty five were you meeting the 50, it holds fifty five people it, no it was governed at fifty five but it still was like a fifty passenger bus yeah oh, we just pulled yeah. the seats out it was huge I was thinking it was like 
like a conversion van or something is what no oh no like it was a bus bus holy smokes well, the van, that's awful. The yeah roadies, makes sense fa- some fans probably could ride it right it was a fan bus too right oh yeah we load it up like yeah, i said I that's say, all originally joined them originally it was harpo's detroit because that's where you had to bring so many people mm-hmm. for, to make the bill right mm-hmm. so we opened for Hailstorm and red and uh yeah. they're like you got to sell right. so many tickets well we weren't going to do that if we couldn't offer them a ride you know from our locals so for we, sure yeah who we else with the gig and went down there and we'd play and um and that's what led us to to the irock we opened for 10 years i'll never forget when they pull up with their bus it was like the size of the irock you know and they ended up you know we opened them and then they played to like maybe 15 people oh. i mean it was crazy they didn't have a very good turnout but it was right when they first you know they launched that album with yeah. um would have been wasteland right yeah yeah that's that's the one i was so thinking. they were just kicking off and and it was like okay i don't feel so bad now when we have a you know, a, a slow night when you see, <laughs> see that, yeah, that must have felt good though <laughs> it looked, well give you a little actually, ego boost uh, a little bit i mean it was <laughs> it was kind of awkward honestly cause, uh, yeah, they just i guess i could see start, well they started being real which was awesome to see that too from that side of it but and like i mentioned on the bus you know like when you know riding with jared and him kind of just filling in we were able to have a lot of good conversations that i still feel like you know he had not committed to being in the band because he was saying hey i don't want to hold you guys up from like wanting to try to go further you know and i really feel like you know that i laugh about the bus situation but that bus was there when we were loading up and we you know sealed the deal and jared said let's do it you know i'll be full-time band member and Awesome. Um, a lot of conversations that happen on that bus, I feel like. Heck yeah. Led it to that point, you know. Cool. That's speaking for me anyway. I feel like that's. So who drove the bus? Did you? Whoever drew the shortest <laughs> stick, I guess. <laughs> I was going to say, was it one of you guys? Or you're like, did you actually pay one of your friends? Like, hey, I'll get 50 bucks if you just drive the thing to Detroit. <laughs> yeah, I was pretty. So, I mean, like looking into the legalities of it probably wasn't. <laughs> it was when you had to change things to like, oh, it's an RV. So you can drive the biggest thing that yeah. you can find with just a license. And for sure, probably wasn't the case. You know, I think we said for insurance purposes, it had a bathroom in it or something. <laughs> we slapped some insurance on for us. Really so we, awesome. We could say it was an RV. Yep. Hey, you got to do what you got to do. I'm impressed, though. A bus. Like, where, where, where do you find a, like a... A, a city bus how do you buy one of those at an auction or something how did you guys run into that craigslist eric might remember the second one because i think he knew somebody oh my goodness no we played a gig for it that's even a cooler story what so we played, yeah we played a gig for it so there was a it was a halloween trail prop that they had brought in from brown city out here in the thumb with the school bus that they just used as this haunted prop for a haunted <laughs> trip. So, and they parked by like the baseball field and soccer fields where like right where we grew up and we played this local local festival every year and when they asked us about it again we were like oh yeah we'd love to play that this year what's going on with this bus thing you have guys have anything to do with that and they're like oh yeah some kids like cut the brake lines and broke some windows on it and stuff like that and we just kind of said well do you want it uh like if you give it to us we'll just play for free this year and they're like, yeah, heck yeah, get that thing out of the field. Oh, just, that's awesome. We seriously just went there and, like, I got underneath the bus in the middle of the day and replaced, up, I think, two brake lines and uh, and put some duct tape on a couple of seats or something like that. We threw some plexiglass in a couple of busted windows and yeah. played one gig and we got a free bus that heck. actually went, like, the speed limit and stuff. So Holy that was great. Holy smokes. 
That's pretty sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. My wife's without power steering. I give her credit for that. Oh, very nice. Good for her. That's <laughs> awesome. A little bartering, you know? Yeah. Hey. That's real. <laughs> Jared's probably going, oh my goodness. I I was on a no, he not a bunk he tour bus with all these things. <laughs> these guys are bragging know. about a free school bus. It's all fun. It's all good. No, that's sweet. So, yeah, I guess explain now further. Now you came to this point that you might not really go like big time, right? You want to just right. be local. You've come to this decision. So you guys had that first album in 07, and it sounds like there was some a lot of momentum going or doing some things over the next few years. Then Jerry jumps on. So help us understand where, where you fast forward to. Cause, and Eric, you mentioned there's three albums. So on, on, when I've looked in there, I've seen the two albums, Changes and Rise. So is there another one out there too? And kind of help us understand. Seven, yes, Seven Seasons is, I think, the one Bobby's talking about. That was technically our second album. Um, that was... It, we we called that one Seven Seasons because that's how long it took to make the CD, even though or it's not the album. Um, <laughs> we, we all had day jobs. We all had kids. We were all getting married and everything like that. So yeah. like we recorded the whole album on weekends and Fridays after work, and so it just took a long time and drug that whole thing out. Um, yeah. But that that was the one that had. Um, the industrial rodent was the name of the song that we recorded that video for that Bobby was talking about. Yeah. Did a lot of pushing for that because it was kind of like a, uh, like locally themed, I guess. You know, it was mainly about like the shutdown of some of the GM plants and just kind of where Flint had been heading in that direction and stuff. Yeah. As that was our that was our album. We really tried making that big push. We we did a lot with with that album for what we what we had with it. Cool. Is there a so that one's not on Spotify, right? I don't think that one is. Yeah. Is there is there like a legal obligation for some reason or another? Or I think it's on iTunes. You know, and again, I, I don't know. I don't remember the setup on how some of them made it. There's times I, I think my niece or nephew was just asking me the other day, like, oh, are you on Spotify? I didn't even know we had stuff. Yeah. Well, hey, <laughs> someone got you Jared's on there. Really good. Jared's taking over. On you're, not seeing, you're not seeing a bunch of sweet checks every month? <laughs> yeah. Not not so much, no. That or something expired and we haven't been receiving anything. I'm probably going to guess that, yeah, yeah, we're just not. I got to go check that out then because yeah. I've been listening to the other two albums. Yeah. And then I was curious about Industrial Rodent because I know you guys had the video. And then I know you have the unplugged version on Rise. But I, I was like, why isn't like yeah, where's, the actual where's the, recorder the studio version? version? And I never even thought to think it iTunes just because I've been yeah. so focused on Spotify lately. Yeah, but. same. And I, and I used to kind of traverse all every platform, but yeah, these days it's Spotify is just easier for me, but yeah. Cool. Yeah. So then, so then rise. So I think we did that in 2017. So that would have been, so if I joined in 12, then at some point after we had played some shows together and I'd committed, then, you know, we had usually when we'd be sound checking, I guess we'd, we'd come up with ideas and sometimes one of us would pull out our phones and just, I still do it when we're sound checking if, Bobby's playing a cool riff and I'm playing a drum beat. I'm like, oh, that could turn into something, you know, mm-hmm. turn on the voicemail real quick and record it. Yeah. So we got a couple ideas floating around from that way. And then I think we had, I don't know, maybe two or three different writing sessions, I think at Bobby's house and then at our friend Nate's house. And, but it, it didn't take, it wasn't too hard for the three of us to get together and come up with the, you know, the five songs that we recorded for Rise. So then 
you know, that was kind of between 15, 16, we were writing those. And then we just decided to go into a, a studio in the pier and lay those down on a Saturday. And then at least that's when we did the drums. And I think you guys went back and did vocals and guitar and bass a couple other days, but we, you know, on that one, we recorded, everything got recorded pretty fast. I mean, what you hear on there is, is some first and second takes, I would say. Oh, wow. So it was recorded a lot faster than it sounds like what you guys spent on the seven seasons one. And I think, you know, we're all really happy with how that record turned out. I think the speaking for me personally, the the kick drum sound on that, I think sounds, I like the sound on that better than a lot of our taproot records. And I think, uh, I think it's, I think it turned out really good. I'm really happy with how rise turned out. So what, why do you think it was, it was quicker to record this album than other ones? Is it just cause like, like I, I don't, tour i don't record music with a band or anything i i've done little pieces here and there so i can imagine like i have to feel like you guys just kind of mesh like everything was just working and a game and it just kind of made it just worked out that way i, I think this that one we just really tried to i think we went in with the mentality that we weren't going to overthink it and uh gotcha. we actually yep. we, on the uh, seven seasons album i think we actually not even just wrote one song from the ground up while we were recording that album, mm. but pretty much rewrote two other songs that were on there that we went in with what we thought was going to be the song to record. And then it just morphed into something else. We, we went into this one. Uh, we went into rise with just, these are our songs. This is what we're doing. And any changes we made were very minor minuscule changes. And we basically just went in happy with, this is what we're going to do. And we're going to be happy with the way it ends. And it actually, it worked out really well. Actually, I, I can't speak for Bobby, but myself, I'm as for the, especially for the time put in, I am happier with the way rise came out than the way seven seasons came out. Cool. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, I, I think that is, I think that kind of extends to the whole philosophy of even how we operate as a band with booking shows and doing shows. I mean, at least for me, when we had our little talk about expectations, I would say, you know, I, I said, okay, well, you know, I'm I'm up for doing you know shows every you know, couple times a month or you know maybe maybe three times a month if that's what you guys are looking for then and you know we're it's it's all very democratic which was not the case in my previous band yeah and so you know we we share a, a Google calendar and we you know we're like right now we're we're we've just about have 2023 because we share a Google calendar and we block out dates for anniversaries and birthdays and vacations and then we go out to the venues that typically we do rotations at where we play and we say, okay, we've got four openings, you know, for you, you'd say one a quarter, which ones, which dates you want. And we just kind of fill in the calendar from there. So I, I guess, uh, Legit. you know, we, we never rehearse as far as doing shows. We just show <laughs> oh, really? play, and wow. we've, we've kind of become pretty well known for even we'll take requests from the audience and we'll literally try songs that we've never played before. So, yeah. you, know, you know, the guys will look up the tabs on the guitar things. I'll, I'll listen to the, the drums on YouTube for like 30 seconds. We'll say, okay, let's try it. You know? Yeah. And so that's I guess that's just, kind of, just kind of the whole philosophy is just like, we want this to be fun and easy. And yeah. if it's, if it turns into work, then that's, then we're missing yeah. the point. Right. For sure. And so what's uh, that's uh, all genres. I got to say this real quick too. Yeah. That's all genres. Cause I looked at Jared one time and somebody was like, Alan Jackson, Chattahoochee. <laughs> I was like, uh, I, I love country, so I was like, "All right, Eric, let's do the bass line." And then I looked at Jaron and I said, "Just give me a, you know, I don't even know what kind of beat it is." I just went, ta, 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 and give he played four, it four, Jared. better than Alan Jackson's band. I'll just say that on the air right now. Dang, I, 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 really? 
I mean, we is, went is that really that hard though? You rocked and the it. Person, and the person came up and they're like, "Yeah, right. You guys played this song before." I'm like, "Look at us. Seriously, like we had no idea that that was going to happen. It was just wow. like good wow. for you. That's sweet. It was so fun. But it was fun. Like people knew. Yeah. The crowd seems to know if we're pretty upfront with those situations. It's like, hey, we're going to go for this. It could be a train wreck or it could kind of be fun. And it, it ends up being pretty comical a lot of times. You know, they'll laugh because our reactions show that we uh, definitely don't know the song just if we're like excited because something came together right with it, you know. And then, of course, in the other direction, if our reactions are like, oh, this is we're just shaking our head like, nope, you know. So is that is that the crazy like I was just going to ask and I'm glad you brought that up. But is that the most <laughs> unique song that you've had to play or? Has there been something else that's a little more like okay. way off the wall? No, we, we ended up uh, building this really what I, I think was a, a great medley of uh, Miley Cyrus's uh, Wrecking Ball, and then we built it right into Frozen. Uh, oh, yeah, it it was beautiful. You guys actually, got kids? This is awesome. We oh, played yeah. that at the machine shop for like a machine shop rock crowd. That's wow. awesome. And, Funny hearing us get started and seeing everybody kind of bobbing their heads. They're like, like yeah, we know this. It was our opening song. This is going to be pretty cool. Yeah. Wait a second. This sounds so familiar for some reason. Oh my gosh, is this Wrecking Ball? <laughs> they, they, they just kept rocking to it. It was it was great. We had an awesome reaction to it. That's We've been sweet. playing that song like that medley now for like four or five years or something, wow. just because it went. I can see it being played in the machine shop right now. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's, you know, that's the cool thing I love about live concerts. Like, you can just do those things that are – so I guess a question for you guys is, do you enjoy doing the studio recordings or the live performances more? We're absolutely, I think, a live performance band. Even even a lot of our fans have said that about our recordings. Like, you know, I love the record. I love the songs and stuff like that. But you guys just – I don't know. You sound different live. I've heard lots, of, or I've heard multiple different people say that to us in the past. Uh, speaking for myself, I I definitely like performing uh, more than recording. You know, imagine like you know any if you took sports for example, like do you, hey professional sports athlete, do you like to practice or do you like to play the game? Right, right. They're gonna be like, I'm sure they're gonna say play the game every time. That's why they do it. But I've also heard someone like, uh, it wasn't Josh from Local Legend Recording Studio, but it was a story he reminded me of that someone I knew that was in a band, it wasn't a popular band, it was a local band, and he just didn't like to play shows. Him him and his band, they played a few, but they were just so awkward, like it, they didn't talk, they didn't, they were just awkward dudes. But you would, if you would have saw a behind the scenes video of them like practicing, you were like, how does this make sense? Like, you guys are having a blast and you're goofing around for six hours straight and go having the time of your life. You get on stage to show off everything you created, and that's not that's not their thing. They just that's huh. playing live is not their thing. They don't care. They don't even care about putting out albums at all. And they're really good. It's inter It's just interesting how you know different different strokes, different folks. I guess. Huh? Right. I just heard a good Billy Joel quote. He said, "I hate writing, but I enjoy having written." Ooh. So, hmm. obviously, don't like do writing, that. but you have to write to have something to then enjoy playing later, right? Right. Yeah, for sure. That's a good way to look at it. Yeah, you can't can't even practice unless you do, you know, get something down. But yeah, but yeah, my favorite part of everything is just showing it off to everybody else. I guess I'm just the greedy, selfish, You're very flamboyant. Yeah. You know. So, Take are you, away, a, Jeff. you a musician, Ryan? 
Uh, I, I I play. I I have guitars. My my uh, I have a, my oldest is nine. She plays guitar. She guitar lessons. Middle one is seven. She plays keyboards. She's taking keyboard lessons, and the youngest is four. And we'll see what he wants to do. But yeah, there. It's music is a thing around like instruments. Are, I'm looking to get a drum set, but knowing I have three young kids, I don't think I want to get a normal drum set. I I probably will get an electronic one just to kick it off here. Go electronic. Yeah, absolutely. We, we dink around with instruments and just playing music throughout the house constantly. That's that's the jam around here for sure. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say stick electronic. My son, we got him a, a live kit, and he just asked me recently if he could get the electronic kit back out. And I was like, you wanted the live kit for years. And yeah. uh, then he just honestly told me that was Jared's live kit, and it's really nice. And <laughs> that's what it came down to is he played the he played this really nice kit. Yeah, right. And then he's like, like, Merry Christmas. This is on a teacher salary. And he, was, he was happy for a while, but then I think he was like, yeah, I, I want the electric kit because I can change all the sounds of everything. You know, it's got right. all the different features. So, but if and headphones. If and he headphones. loves his, if he loves music as much as you, I have to imagine he'll he'll want to keep that both of them around, right? Like at some For point, sure. he's be like, well, I want the live one now, and I maybe playing with the other one, electronic one, helps him realize, well, there's a better, a different sound from the live For one sure. that I could use here. But eh, whatever. And I can get it out. And we can do drum offs together, and that'll be yeah. fun too. So. There you go. Heck How you many know. kits you got in the basement right now, Jared? Jeez, oh, I think six. <laughs> Lost track. Lost yeah, count. I, I have a lot of I have a lot of kits set up. But that's the thing, and, and I've talked to. I don't know if you found this to be true for your kids, Ryan, but and talking to a lot of other drummers, particularly that have kids, and obviously I think we'd all we'd all like to see our kids become musicians. But one thing that everyone agrees on is the the surefire way to get your kids not to do something is to force them to do it so that's I'm why i don't golf them, so. <laughs> my dad got me into golfing when i was like six and i was like screw this man i hate this is stupid is that right I hate golfing yep yep so I'm, i've thought about that so many times over the years so yeah like a music here at our house is just like hey i want to listen to music i want to do this it's not like hey you do this or hey you should listen to this it's just like we all do our own thing we all just kind of share it and it flows around and yeah, yeah, it's a cool. way to do it. I've, yeah. I've never asked my kids or forced my kids to take lessons. And, you know, every once in a while, they'll go down there and play around. But usually they don't play unless I go down there and start playing. And then they all come down and they all want to play. And then, that, ah. you know, it doesn't happen again for like another month the next time. Yeah, gotcha. You know, we all go down there and play. But, yeah, that's interesting. That's cool. Yeah, for sure. So talking about kids, I mean, when you guys were younger, what was, what was your influences? What there's got to be influences musically and probably still today. Like what's changed? What, what's kind of your initial influences and what's kind of your more, your current influences. And I'm sure it's different for each of you. So if you guys want to throw out your, your backgrounds there, uh, Bobby and Jared's is pretty similar. I think hmm. <laughs> you guys, you guys I don't know. gather at the same time. What's that? They can request anybody could request any Metallica song off of any album, and they'll just break into it like they've been playing it for years. And I'm standing there like, ah, d d d d d. Not that match. <laughs> yeah, Hetfield is my my influence for sure. I may have even just gotten comfortable with uh, 
the stance, the whole thing. I don't know. I can't say I've ever rehearsed it in a mirror. But I could tell you what we we could talk for an hour about James Hetfield, man. Oh my goodness! I'll I I, I agree. He's a monster. I can't believe all the the things he did himself all through all that stuff, like writing the music, the lead guitar forever for like twenty years. I thought he was the rhythm guitar player. I I didn't realize he was actually playing lead guitar the whole time. But anyways, that's that's a side story. Talk anyway. about a live band. I mean, they're a great live band, right? But. So yeah, Metallica was was one of your big one of your big bands that you grew up with. Absolutely, because I think that was one of the, and I'm sure all the other rock bands could have done it, but I think I watched the documentaries on that and seeing the behind the scenes the most to learn about like their writing process on the Black Album and all the things that they did. You know, I was like, sure, I could bust out the later the earlier videos of them, but it was generally just live stuff until they did the. The making of the black album and then just sit and just watch it for days and days and days and days and and just i, I would that's probably what inspired me the most to ever even get into music and, and do all that so like eric said it's like and i totally totally i feel like let jared down last two 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 gigs ago we Uh-oh. went into that metallica one I, I was even texting him that night like i'm so sorry i let you down like i just totally lost the spot we went into riff doing a riff on, on metallica and i was like shaking my head and usually i get into the groove with it and have fun with it and i just botched it up so bad i was so disappointed yeah okay everyone was too busy laughing at me for just standing there looking like an idiot not knowing what you guys were doing they didn't even notice you missed anything just... <laughs> don't you love it Stop playing and walked off stage so like I'll, I'll be back every time they do that it's the only time i really feel like they might kick me out of the band eventually <laughs> <laughs> oh no i'm sure we might have texted know. that night that too i don't know eric that's <laughs> awesome uh, the, the metallica was my band i mean when I, I i was into when i was young it was it was everything that was on the radio it was you know and for me i was i graduated in 94 so you know i was in you know i, I was uh getting to my musical formative years in the early 80s so it was all prince and billy joel and in excess and then i was gonna say i thought i heard you almost say in excess would they're one of my top 10 favorite bands i love oh, that's in awesome excess. yeah I, yep love you know listen like thieves right into kick right into uh you right know, Suicide Blonde. i loved all that stuff and Heck then yeah. um and then and then you know and then guns and roses came along and that was probably the first kind of hard rock band that i really liked and i never i didn't get too much into the you know the bon jovis and poisons and all that but um yeah i liked a handful of songs but then you know, and Justice for All came out, and I kind of heard about that at a friend's birthday party, and I got that, and I was, you know, in 30 seconds after hearing Blackened, I was just like, uh, yeah, this is it. This is, I, I want to figure, and I, and for some reason, too, I was attracted to the drums. I, I I remember hearing the double bass and all that. I was like, what is going on there? How is he doing that? Right. And I was just, I was drawn to, like, the, the speed, and the I could tell that they were talented musicians. I'd taken piano lessons, so I could just tell that there was talent there, and yeah, it was cool too. My parents supported it because I had a, a good friend of mine whose mom was, you know, ripping his, you know, Megadeth posters off the walls oh. and smashing his Slayers tapes. And, you know, my mom was going, oh my gosh, those guys are so talented. So, wow. <laughs> Give your mom a high five. That's awesome. That's right. Yeah. Good for so, you. I, I was fortunate for that. And then, you know, that kind of, then I started teaching myself drums. Then, of course, that led into, you know, Primus and Chili Peppers. And, you know, I'm a big, uh, uh, Carter Beaufort from Dave Matthews fan, yep. um, uh, one of my favorite drummers, of course, then, you know, police and rush and, you know, parrot and all that stuff. So, uh, goes on from there. All you, all the, all the great rock drummers, Led Zeppelin, you know? Yeah. Oh, heck yeah. big slew there. Yeah. Yep. 
I'm trying to think back, like, when, like, I remember every band that was just mentioned at some point from being young, very young, like a little kid, like five or six, to teenage-ish, all those bands came into play. And if, if, if you were asking me this question and I could answer along with these guys, I know you didn't. <laughs> For me, I think it was, I heard a lot of this stuff, but I didn't even gravitate towards music until like sixth grade. It was, uh, well, it would have been 93 or 94, Smashing Pumpkins, Siamese Dream. Like that's the one, one of my friends had it on tape and he had a, uh, a cassette recorder. You could record one tape onto another. So he recorded me a copy and that was my lawn mowing music for like two years straight. <laughs> Smashing Pumpkin, Siamese Dream, it's, the best, one of my favorite albums. Isn't it? It's so amazing though when you, when you hit that, like oh. you, the music that you hit. So I'm very much aligned with with you guys on Metallica. Like Metallica, my brother was graduated '93, I graduated '96, and so he introduced me to Metallica. And Justice was really where he got introduced, and then he built into all the young, old ones, right? And then Black Album was kind of more the first one for me to own, right? It kind of mm. came in and it was different and a lot of people kind of got a little sour or whatever, but my first concert that I ever went to, I mean, I almost got too super spoiled is Metallica Guns N' Roses Faith No More. Nice. It's a silver. <laughs> I right. mean, I was there. How, oh, yeah. All right. And, but it was like, how do you, like it was six hours of like, awesome. probably longer than that actually because yeah. there was such a long intermission. It was an amazing concert and like, I've never been now, I love the Intimate show. I like to be closer up now, but that show was just awesome. And the way Metallica performed um, just drew me in. But it, is, it depends on where you, who your influences are yeah, and when sure. you hit the music stride. Because for I, me, Grunge and all, you know, even Smashing Pumpkins came really quick after. But Metallica was probably one of my biggest influences. Them and guys. But there's, a, I think there's, there's something about that middle school age, though. There's something about that seventh, eighth grade, like whatever you happen to hit at the right yeah. moment there. Like when you talk to people and what hits them, it's usually whatever hits them at around that age. And that's what, what they still feel today. Yes. Like they carry it with them. Like that's that. Those are my bands. That that's yeah. what like, I they like call how, that. How, that's what I grew what, up on. What grade were you in when you heard Siamese Dream? I uh, sixth grade. Yeah, sixth grade. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was it was this probably the summer of sixth grade going into seventh grade if I remember correctly now. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, it was junior high, junior high age. Yeah, there's a, it's it's something about that was what that's when Injustice for All came out for me in '89. I was born in '76, so 13. So yeah, sixth, seventh grade. Mm -hmm. Sounds like that was black album for you, probably right, right around that same exactly. time. Isn't that crazy? That's cool. So how about so, you, Eric? What was your influences? Um. I, I kind of was a lot more like uh, the alternative uh, alternative end. Like that, you're talking about that album that pops out to you as like your first one. Same exact thing, like sixth grade, but it would have been uh, Counting Crows. Um, yeah. Okay. Thing after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But with all those, so I I wore my first copy of that CD out and had to buy it a second time. Wow. I, I loved that. And all the stuff that went along with that too. A lot of the grunge stuff. I, I didn't listen to very much Nirvana, but uh, as I soon as like Green Day came out with okay. Dookie, over that one. That was good. As that was good. Alternative, you know, alternative punk stuff. That was kind of always my my wheelhouse, I guess, if you will. There was a lot of other fun stuff in there that was always a little bit different. Uh, Ben's Folds Five. I don't know if yeah. you remember them. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That good. Great. That he was great songwriter. Oh yeah. He he still does a lot of cool stuff. That's you what just I heard. Gotta, big around for it now but uh yeah that, 
I, I got on this kick with uh, you know, with Amazon and been going down the nostalgia road and listening to all the old CDs I listened to when I was in like middle and high school. Heck and that, yeah. that was popped into my head. What you don't do that like uh, every other month? <laughs> I try to try to keep up with some of the newer stuff too, because like like you were talking about, it's that that emotional connection that you get with those songs. Oh my gosh! Honestly, I miss getting that emotional connection with more stuff. Yeah. So I I almost force myself to listen to songs that I don't know. Yeah, just... so you're trying to get that high back, man. How can you get it by listening to the same thing that you've listened to a thousand times? You got to get that new thing yep. that makes you feel the same way. Yep. There's no, a just, if I could. Version now, so, what's that? It's just an old person version now. Now, like you have a really work, <laughs> and you hear a new song that you like on your way home. That that's that's for some reason that that clicks those endorphins now every time you hear that song. Whereas before it was, you know, I'm going through puberty, so I got a crush on a girl or something like that. And I listen to this album. Now that's that's my favorite album. Now it's right. more. My wife didn't kick my ass today, so. This is- <laughs> <laughs> So if I could add a one quick little thing in here, this is an oddball weird thing. So on that note, if you've ever, there's a term, I feel like there's a term for this and I, I, I've looked it up and I can't remember what it was. So I, over the years, there's been three or four times where I've, I would listen to not a, not one song, but multiple songs on the same album, if not the entire album. And I would feel like I'm high on drugs being stone sober. Like it, it, I don't know if it's the endorphins or whatever, but P- Smashing Pumpkin Siamese Dream was the first time I ever felt that because obviously I had listened to music. I knew what bands were. I knew it rock, like by sixth grade. I knew what all that stuff was, but I was just like, what is this? So yeah, there's that thing back then and it's happened three or four times. And the last time was maybe, uh, four years ago. Um, if you know the artist Lord, um, actually, no, she, her first album was 2013. The other one was like 2017. So yeah, her, her second album, I got that. That was the last time I got that feeling. I would, I listened to the, with the day it came out, I listened to it cause I loved her in the first three songs, three or four songs. I felt like I was like, hi, just sitting here listening to it. Like, what am I doing? Like, how can I encompass all this, you know, awesome feeling in this music? It's just a, such a weird thing, right? That music can do with you and make you feel over time, different things that make you remember things. It's just bonkers. And I'm, I'm kicking myself for not thinking the term of what I'm thinking of about the feeling high when you hear something specific, but you're always, I'm like, I'm always chasing that. So I'm always wanting to listen to something more and it doesn't happen. It like literally happens like once every few years, it's kind of crazy, but I'll tell you what, I've, I've discovered a lot of sweet bands by, you know, trying to reach that high. And if I don't get it again, that's fine. That's cool. Yeah, I've I've learned a lot of stuff. I found out about a lot of cool bands and it's rock and roll, man. No, that's cool. I I though the thing that I'm thinking I I've never experienced that what you're saying with like a new band, but there is research that shows, you know, you've probably seen the videos of, you know, old people in nursing homes and they haven't spoken or moved in a long time, or even uh, people that have dementia, and then they play music from their their childhood and then they kind of light up and there's something about that music sometimes it'll it'll somehow tap into a part of your brain mm. that releases the same body chemicals that you would have had when you were first experiencing that so for you that would make sense with the Siamese dream or for me with the injustice for all it, it does kind of bring you back to whatever you were feeling when you were that age when you first discovered it mm. as far as maybe that's when you're going through puberty and you had all of these you know yeah, extra right. endorphins flowing for um, sure. 
but it's crazy. I, I do think it's interesting too. Like my my wife, for example, is not a huge music person. She likes her little things, but she's not you know she's not passionate about it like I am. Like she says, she's never gotten chills from listening to a song. Whoa! So Whoa. you say that to any you know any any musician, and they're like, "What? What do you mean?" Like that, I get chills often. Yeah. all the time. So yeah. I mean, the the fact that you have this, I'd say, extra experience yeah. sometimes, it's pretty cool. But it, it's probably something that's very, very rare. And that's what I found out. It is. Yeah, it, yeah. It's not like a. Um, it's not like every album I've heard that I felt like that is like my favorite album. It. It's yeah. just like I, for whatever reason, it makes me feel that way. And obviously I take away, and luckily for me, it's an album I do like, and it's an artist I do like. It's, it's just weird. I can't explain it, but sure, whatever. It's cool. Yeah. Powerful. <laughs> yeah. Music can do a lot of powerful things for sure. And in a live setting, it's pretty cool. Like everybody is there for a reason, like connected. And I always find that in a live show, there's just something about it. Everybody's there and there's this power and connection, uh, especially when everybody wants to be there, right? Everybody's there to see this band and there's just a, an energy going through it. So, kind of gone around a lot of places. Where, I was going to say, bring us guys, back to reality, Jeff. Where, Come on. Where's Westfall <laughs> going next? Like, I know you guys are playing shows. I've seen, you know, you guys got definitely dates coming up. And so what's kind of the plan are you guys going to come up with another album or have you guys been playing new music or is right now are you guys just kind of good with what you guys been playing with and and just playing locally yes think i think i think pretty good i don't know about an album unless it was something live because i think we've talked back to swinging back to the live thing we've had so many people mention stuff about live um at one point before that that rise up when we actually did mess around with doing kind of a live recording setting and it still didn't have the live like the people there i guess so yeah. you know what i mean like the crowd wasn't there but we were still trying to just record like the old days live that's gotta but, be yeah. tough to do like yeah. recreate think, a live think, session without the least, energy exactly yeah exactly so i think at least where i'm at i think that if there was ever going to be a, like anything with recording it would be that component that we've not really done and i know that we, we released the acoustic stuff from the machine shop but to actually really dial it in specific to a, a live recording um, to have that energy, like you said, or have, have it where the people have told us like, Oh, you know, I got, I got the, the I got the CD, I got the album and um, it's good, but you know, it's just, wow. Live you guys just always capture it better, you know? Yeah. So I think at least for me, um, that would be where we'd go with that. But I don't know. What do you think guys? <laughs> no, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, I, I know that, I'm, I, I've always kind of got things that float around in my head and I'll make little voice notes or I'll do that. I even, you know, we'll send stuff around to each other just on voice notes on phone. So I can see us one day, you know, deciding to get back together and collecting that stuff. And I, I like that idea of, you know, maybe trying to write it, write it at some point and then try it live. And then once you get, you know, another batch of songs together, try to figure out a way to record them. But yeah, nothing, nothing really in stone or planned. We're just uh, kind of having fun playing and doing our thing. Cool. Yeah. So, have you guys created new songs though along the way? Just, just like a one-off here or there that you guys just kind of have come up with while you're jamming, or not really? It, it's it's been a little while since we actually like put one together that was a whole song. I I, I bet you I've got probably twenty-five decent starts on on my phone somewhere right mm -hmm. now you know 
drumming on the steering wheel and singing into your phone because something just hit you while you were driving. Or I know Jared's talked about waking up in the middle of the night and actually sent us a, uh, sent us like a, a piece of one that he put together that I still have on my phone that we hadn't done anything with, but it's, that's one of those, like, I don't know. Like still I was percolating. Dreaming, I woke up and the song popped on my head and I had to record it. Like we really need to do something with it. We just need to, uh, we need to I don't know, sit down and sit down for a minute and actually try piecing it together. But we've got, all, we got all the pieces to be able to, to begin something. And the, the chemistry between the three of us just always seemed like it, it just happened. So kind of smoothly or naturally, if we ever did get back together and just say, Hey, these are, here, here's a couple of ideas. I bet you we'd all listen to them. And within an hour or two, we'd walk out of the basement with uh, uh, a, a full song start to finish with just like tweaks that we'd want to make. Yeah. We just, we're just getting old. <laughs> <laughs> right. I think we can all just say that <laughs> we should start a different podcast. We're, we're just getting old we're, guys. Everybody's no, we're just getting no, old. We're, we're not getting old. No, today we are older than we were last time we well, talked to that's you. That's true, but we're, we're not getting old. Yeah, we're looking at gotta think young guys come on <laughs> i like your mindset you yeah you got any more like summer wise like playing out i mean I, I i just feel like man it's really cool to be outside uh jared jared lives on a lake and we've had the opportunity over the last several years to do shows on a pontoon barge you know and it's like that's Heck that's yeah. fun that's awesome. that's something that's a little bit unique where you know, you got all these boats and all these people around and you're just jamming it out out there. And, um, you know, we did an outdoor show last, I think last weekend, we got the Genesee County fair coming up. Some of the festivals or the, you know, the stuff we've done, um, pretty consistently over the years, but just being outside in the summer, like versus going into a, I don't know, for me anyway, you know, just going to the bars in the summer where a lot of people are also wanting to be outside with, you know, the nice nights and stuff like that. So we've, we've booked up quite a bit of, outdoor stuff over the next couple of months actually Sweet. Um, still playing out but well, you know and, and here's a secret for you guys and for your audience you know it's it's like now that we've been doing this for a while we've kind of got an audience now granted you know we we do play a lot of covers but we play a handful of originals at our shows the you know the money that we have that we charge for a show has grown over the years and i mean it's it's competitive and in some cases higher than what we were getting paid to do club shows with taproot. I mean, so it's like one of those things where, you know, it's, it's really, really difficult for a, a touring professional band that's all originals to, you know, to pay to be on the road. And, you know, I mean, we, in the taproot days, we never made money on tour except for the very last tour that I kind of decided, okay, we're going to try and make money on tour and I'm going to tour manage and do it for half of what our old tour manager did. And we're going to go on a van and all this stuff. And hmm. you know, we all walked away from this, you know, two month nationwide tour with like four grand each, which is okay, but you know, it's not what you would think of. Right. right. Yeah. You know, making say we're probably making, you know, 1500 to 3000 a show or something. But when you have all the expensive you know, mm-hmm. being on the road and paying a crew and gas and all that stuff and hotels and it did just, it's it's really 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 hard to do. I mean, you have to you have to really really want to love being on the road and trying to do that thing for what it is. But you know, now but you know part of part of it is like we say getting older. But I mean, I <laughs> I told Bobby you know when when Taylor Hawkins passed away, who was one of my favorite drummers too from Foo Fighters. Um, yeah. you know, I said as crazy as it sounds because I had a few people reach out to me. I, not that I'm saying it would even be a possibility, but you know, I people message me on Facebook and say you should go audition, you know, for the drummer band of Foo Fighters. And I told these guys, I said, 
even if it was on the table for me, I wouldn't do it because I'm, I really enjoy my life too much right now. I mean, yeah. I love even doing <laughs> what we do and, and, you know, right. 20 you years know, ago, maybe what's that 20 years ago, maybe. But well, yeah, there's something you said for that. Yeah. But yeah. it's just, it's not, I mean, and, and you know, you, I don't know if you read the story now, but you know, Taylor was kind of telling Dave, like, listen, this is really hard for me now. And he had that enlarged heart thing going yep. on. And, yep. I, I, um, I, I follow Foo Fighters pretty closely. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So it was really sad. And, and, you know, who knows if there was other things going on there, but it sounded like, Hey, that's a grueling ass job for right. someone that's in their fifties. And, right. um, it, you know, I think it takes its toll, you know, so for sure. And, I love it. Add, <laughs> and your point, I mean, really to make, if you are producing albums and going on tour, that the only way to really make money, it sounds like anymore is the tour. So you have to do a grueling schedule to make it happen because you don't make the money off the albums anymore like you used to, right? Which is yeah, tough. unless you can unless you can really build a really big audience in streaming, like I like this. I don't know if you guys know the band No Resolve, but they've um, you know Michigan band and they've kind hmm. of started to get a lot. Of, they've kind of become known for for covers, uh, but they got some really great original songs, really solid band, and um, you know I. I remember kind of talking to the singer about he was debating whether or not they should sign a record deal. And I said, well, can you tell me how much you're making on streaming? And I won't, I won't tell you how much, but it was, it was more than I thought it would be. And it could, you know, it could be, uh, it would be enough, not really to support a family if you split it five ways, but you know, enough to scrape by and kind of, you know, whatever. And I was like, wow, that's how much you're making on streaming. I was like, you should just keep doing that. And, (laughs) recording your recording your old records because you don't if you sign a deal now it's going to be one of these 360 deals where they want a piece of everything i think that the scales have finally tipped and i'll tell you too like our my royalty checks from taproot they i probably get i'm probably up to like about 1600 dollars a year now um but you know that had dipped to like i'd say eight nine hundred dollars a year and now it's kind of crept back up so it seems like the scales have tipped where interesting streaming is enough now to where you know, bands can probably start to, you know, almost make a little bit. Yeah. Make it, yeah. Make a little, make it worth it. Yeah. That's good to hear. I mean, I, I'm glad yeah. because I want to go to see a show for you guys. If, if I go to see a show, I want to pay you guys pay to see that show. That's fair and reasonable and not, um, right. cutting it. And so, yeah, the merch is still a big part of it. Right. I mean, yeah. if, you, if you go see a band, go buy the t-shirt, you know, that really helps the bands and, Get this it. is kind of interesting. Go Jeff, ahead. Jeff gives me crap because I have maybe 50 to 70 band t-shirts in my house right now. I maybe only got 15 in my drawers, but I, I save them. Like, I, that's my, like, ba- black band t-shirts is my thing, right? I, I This posters is the first time in forever I've not been wearing a black band t-shirt. I don't know why I'm not wearing one. Yeah. But. And posters are second. And posters are second, yeah. Signed posters, <laughs> third. But yeah, like that's like I love T-shirts and I love band rock music and I just the together that's like my favorite thing is a band T-shirt. Oh, I will buy one even if I don't even care about the band that much. I'm like, oh, they got a cool shirt. I'm I'll buy it. Heck yeah! <laughs> so this is a this is a weird phenomenon that the owner of the machine shop, Kevin Zink, told us the last time we played there. He said, I said, oh, how are the shows going? He said, well, this really weird thing's happening. A lot of the show, and it's happening at venues across the country. Shows are selling out, but then 25% of the people are not showing up to the really? sold out show. He said, nobody understands what it is. They don't know if 
they have like FOMO and so they get their tickets, but then they get busy or they get scared about COVID or they want to stay home and watch Netflix instead. But he said, it's really strange and it's, it's happening right now. Really? That's the last thing I thought I would have heard. That's interesting though. I mean, I guess the positive is right. They're at least getting the revenue. Yeah. Right. But the sad, the bad thing is that you're not, you're not getting the big crowd for the, the band and, and, for the audience so that's it that, i've never that heard that weird. before interesting i feel like that's kind of be a sock to the stomach too when the band gets up there we played a, our last gig at the machine shop and granted we were i think one of the earlier bands to go on but we'd heard the same thing like it was it was sold out and i swear when the headliner started it still wasn't as busy as i i've seen it before when yeah. it was sold out you know you saw like something the same thing yeah, yeah, that was. I just feel like you're, you're you're the headliner band expecting this sellout crowd, and you step up there, and there's a lot of people, but it's like there's a bunch of empty space. I feel like the yeah. first thing you go is, "Dang it!" Well, let's rock with two thirds of you that showed up. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> you know, and then it just kind of you know fizzles out a little. Just you don't get to hit that hundred percent energy. You know, you get to like eighty five percent and you just, yeah, just miss out you on guys that really, like, awesome. you really enjoyed to be able to play is like when you see all those people there that like pushes you to give the best show or whatever. Which I just let I just thought about a question for you guys. So I know you guys have played with a lot of headliner bands. So you guys have opened shows for a lot of so kinda of explain that what's been the most fun band are those bands are those bands accessible do you get the chance to talk to a lot of those bands um so example chevelle i know you guys have opened for yeah. and, and i love i know there's a, a litany them. of lists so i can't i don't want to sit here and try to explain that but help us understand it like a little bit better about what how that experience is or if it doesn't there is no experience because you don't really even get a chance to even meet them it varies literally from band to band from person to person there's been uh, some, some we've played with that were just either, you know, they stayed in their trailer the whole time and they came out just in time to play the show and then walked right back and they uh. didn't converse with any of the opening bands. And then the ones that did converse with you, but they were just total dicks. <laughs> and, um, but, and, and then, but you got your handful of the guys that were just really cool down to earth guys. Um, I, my, actually I'll, I'll let Bobby tell it, but my favorite one of those is, is when we played with Aaron Lewis up in, uh, oh, cool. in Traverse acoustic gig. That was, that was phenomenal. Aaron's cool. Yeah, so, well, and Jared can too, because he really started it with the wine. So go ahead, Jared, you start. <laughs> yeah, so, so the last big tour that we did as Taproot was with Stained and POD and Flyleaf. So we were second on the bill, <clears throat> Flyleaf open, then it was us, then POD, then Stained. Cool. And at the end of the tour, and it was called the – oh, shoot, I lost it. It was called like the – fall fall brawl that's what it was it was in 2005 and at the end of the tour aaron gave everyone that was on the tour a bottle of wine that he made and he and he hand signed it wow. so it was really cool so i kept it I thought, oh, oh, yeah. so then whenever we were doing that show with with him solo acoustic i found the bottle of wine and i brought it to him and i thought oh i'm going to use this as kind of my my way to talk to him. So we saw him outside and walked him to him and said, Hey, I don't know if you remember me, but Jared from Tapper, he's like, Oh yeah, yeah. How you been? And so I said, Hey, you remember this? And he says, Oh my God, you still have that. You didn't drink it. You know? So, uh, so it was pretty cool. Like, so no then, dude, you signed it. I give me a drink. <laughs> of course I'm keeping it. So, oh yeah, my so gosh, that's cool. Then, uh, 
So then yeah, I looked you- at it as an opportunity. So I had an acoustic guitar that was gifted to um, my wife and I at our wedding. And uh, he, he wrote Tangled Up in You, which is our wedding song. So I approached him right after Jared had kind of broken the ice with talking to him and uh, had mentioned to him, you know, my wife was there too. And he took the acoustic and wrote right on the back of it, you know, I'm Tangled Up in You and signed it to both of us put our names on it and so that's pretty cool to have that and and really when it comes to like eric was saying you know you might have situations where you know the artists won't come out come around when we walked in to load in he was like we were told you have to be very quiet i think he was recording like his demo wasn't he yeah like on stage like they they actually did the usually no one's allowed in here but you know just be really quiet and so we're watching that opportunity and i'm thinking oh if he's gonna get mad you know where's this gonna go and but when jared you know talked to him and and broke the ice with that and and then they were hitting it off was pretty cool so so yeah he was super cool that's awesome yeah you guys got that same place so when jared had said he would do the show or not the show like when we talked about jared playing some some gigs with us originally one of the first ones was we had chevelle opening for chevelle at that traverse city venue so we knew we needed to get to work and start rehearsing for that and and it was so funny because we played there eric and i had been there before with other bands and it would be the same thing like eric said you know they just walk in and walk off stage you wouldn't get a lot of time to talk to them and i'll never forget you know we're loading in and and chevelle you know uh i think it was sam right jared and he gets off the bus and you know we're walking and we're loading in with jared and he this is our first gig with jared really and he he just looks over and uh i think jared's like sam and sam's like jared and i'm like (laughs) what yeah so like they're eric and i are like loading in but being just creepers because him and jared are just catching up so eventually eric and i get to kind of like get into the circle with you know the other guys and they're they're just if I recall, they were just talking about real life stuff, like business wise, like the oh. band, right, Jared, and and all the things that that you guys just sounded like you just picked right back up where you left off from the years of touring together. And so again, like for Eric and I to just see that, or at That's least for cool. myself, I was just like, this is so cool. They're so down to earth. They're so cool. And I think that was like one of the best shows that I had seen that we'd ever opened for. And but I think that added to it that they were they were very. Very down to earth guy. Very cool. That's cool. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's a Midwest thing. I feel like I keep hearing a lot of the Midwest, like Chevelle's from Chicago, I'm pretty sure. Another Midwest band. Like, Midwesterners are just nice guys. But and and drummer, then, drummers are the social ambassadors. Drummers are always it, the nicest. First is that what band. it is? Okay. I, I, can, I can, I'm trying to think of something to, to go against you with, and I cannot think of anything. <laughs> I think you're right. That's awesome. Heck yeah. So you you guys, what do you have? Do you have several more, or several, I'm making assumptions right now. Do you have some dates the rest of the summer booked already? Yeah. You guys want me to take, I, I even wrote them down. I'm yeah, proud. Yeah. Yes, I was yes. going to say, spit them out oh. if, you, if, you, if you got them right there. So, so Genesee County Fair, mm-hmm. we're playing on... Uh, Friday, I'll say I say that, and then here I am. So Friday, August twenty sixth, okay, at in the beer garden. So check this out. the The headliner that night on the main stage is Nelly. 
Nelly's playing Tony Fair. It's gonna be sweet. So they usually put us in. They usually put us on with like a rock national, and then we'll play like the beer garden, or we've opened the rock national main stage, and then we go play the beer garden. Um, and so we're like other years has been like three days grace. What was the what was the other ones like trapped? I think Uh, now they're kind of putting a lot of the rock acts in in the beer garden. Saving able. Yeah. And um. Yeah. Nelly's going to be main stage and oh. then we'll be in the beer garden. So I had to throw that out there. Shout yeah, out for well. Nelly. Sorry, guys. I don't have any connections with Nelly. Come on, Jared. <laughs> you can't, you can't make it any better. Nelly? Be Jared? <laughs> Nelly. Oh, man. He, he wore a band aid under his uh, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> I remember seeing you at the St. Louis Arc. Yeah, St. Louis was his big thing, wasn't it? That's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, so Genesee County Fair, what, what you got any more dates? So yeah, Friday, September 16th, we're going to be at Apple Fest in Fenton. We're going to be in that beer tent. Okay. Um, we got uh, a gig the next night, the 17th in Fenton as well at Corner Bar. Um, September 24th, we're going to be up in Saginaw. It'll be the first time we've been in Saginaw okay. as West Ball. Um, we're going to be at Hex Bar on September 24th. October eighth, we're going to be over to for our first uh, our first show there is Westfall in Cascadens, that's in uh, Metamora, Michigan, mm-hmm. and then October fifteenth will be in Lapeer at Sidetracks. October fifteenth, yep, that's my birthday in Lapeer. Oh, you said Lapeer, lovely, lovely Lapeer. I was born thirty miles away from there, and that's an outdoor show actually. So Ooh, we're gonna, we're hoping oh, nice. for weather nice, and we're going to do an outdoor concert. So that'll be like okay. an eight to eleven. So is that the only outdoor? Is the Genesee County Fair is probably outdoor, right? Uh, yep, that one's outdoor. Uh, Apple Fest is outdoor. Um, Hex Bar in Saginaw is outdoor. Oh, and nice. uh, Sidetracks, the 15th of October is outdoor. So we got a lot of outdoor stuff going on. Sweet. So so how do you guys, I'm sure over time you've had some connections in, in some of those areas, right? So that's easy for you guys to get plugged in. But how is that process Typically, do you guys get reached out to to do some of those things, or do you guys reach out to others? Like, how is that? How does that go? Since you guys have been kind of established in that area for a while, you guys want to take that? Or? That's, no, all, that's you, all you, Bobby. You're the one. Yeah, me. I think I think it goes. I think it's been both ways, but more consistently lately, um, more based on our hometown area. So, Jared's down near the Fenton Linden area. Um, so we've just gotten a rotation going over the years. And I think, you know, like we mentioned earlier on when it comes to just the scheduling and the frequency that we play with families and just everything going on from, you know, Jared having five kids, Eric having a kid, me having two and all of us in in crazy lives, you know, a couple of times a month, usually, you know, you can't, if you're only going to be playing, you know, 20 ish gigs a a year, you know, you just kind of rotate that out. Mm -hmm. Um, throughout the same same venues often you know some through covid things changed a lot for sure so they didn't really bounce back necessarily or they maybe they didn't come back with live music so we would check into other venues but for the most part it's it is based on kind of our locations and where we're where our hometown is um and that's kind of cool now i mean so you know even like bobby was saying based on our network but also you know, our audience is growing even on our Facebook page. I think we're up to about 6,000 likes, which is pretty good for, you know, for the size of the band that we are. And, mm-hmm. and 
so people reach out to us on there or they'll reach out to us directly or text us and just you know we've, we've started doing a few private parties where someone will say hey how much would you guys charge to play a private party and we throw what you know we would have thought was a crazy number you know two or three years ago out there and they're like oh okay and we're like oh shit, Ooh, okay. that's got to be pretty decent that's not <laughs> so, bad yeah so, so it's pretty cool so i mean yeah. um so you know that that's that's a that's a door that seems to have opened up more recently and so that's pretty fun too cool great in my head, I'm thinking, man, I gotta. I, I mentioned the place uh, Pyramid Scheming, Grand Rapids. It's a you know, it's a it's a venue on the smaller side, but it it's got the like everybody. It's the place if if you like music in Grand Rapids, you know the Pyramid Scheme and you know the type of bands that play there, and you know you want to go there on you know certain days, certain times of the month, all this kind of stuff. You guys would be like awesome in there. Uh, yeah, we probably just need. We probably need to figure out uh, a band that's around our size yeah. from there that we could trade a show with and maybe do a machine shop show in Flint and then trade a show with. Mm. Oh, is that, is that a, is that, that's a thing that kind of happens? Yeah, that can be a thing. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, that makes, that's that a makes good way to get sense. exposed to a different side of the state yeah. or whatever. That, that's, that's cool. I bet you there's guys in your rep that would want that. Yeah. Well, I'm not saying I can connect you guys with anybody, but my goal is to do that. Not, and I'm not even saying that you guys want to come to Grand Rapids, but if you ever did, it's an it's a you know a door. So yeah, cool. cool. I, I mean, if if you're if you think that there is a cool, I mean, I think we're pretty aligned on our, our musical tastes and influences. And if you think there's a a pretty cool band that has a decent following that is looking to go do something else, I mean, we're open to something like that. We'd be happy to cool try to i will keep that entertaining connection sure. like that that'd be fun I like, yeah i like hearing that that's awesome yeah for sure cool. okay so uh guys where can people find out about westfall where are you guys connected at what's the best way to reach out to you guys uh or find out a little bit more your shows like you said you know we, we've named them out here but if they want you know they kind of forget and they want to go mm-hmm. figure that out where where can they connect Someone, someone said you guys are just giving out cell phone numbers and te- letting people text you. That's what I thought I heard. They really want they want to go to our MySpace page. <laughs> yeah. Yes. yeah, buddy. That's awesome. I don't know. That's Jared's job. Jared, where, where do people find us, Jared? Jared, next, uh, next question. Yeah, it's, 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 definitely, it's definitely Facebook, so you can find us, uh, Westfall. I'm just making – I'm pretty sure it's Westfall Bam, but I'm just double-checking to make sure, but – uh, yeah, and then we'll we've got an Instagram page too, which is Westfall Band, I believe, also. So cool. either one of those, we keep those pretty well updated. So, but then, um, like you're saying, if you just want to check out the music, the music's on the music's on iTunes. Some of the music's on Spotify, apparently. Yeah. I've listened. Okay, I, I, I'm gonna be that guy. I have looked for us, but didn't really listen to my own self on Amazon before. So I know we're on Amazon Prime somewhere. Oh, cool. Yeah, good. Okay, that's, that's awesome. Good to know. Yeah. So uh, I'll say, yeah, if you're if you're looking to listen to Seven Seasons, check out Apple Music or iTunes because it's not on Spotify. It might be, you know, somewhere else, but yeah. And Changes yes. and Riser for sure on Spotify. Correct. So. Yep. And the, so the songs we'll play at the end of the the show tonight, uh, or the show today, will be from Spotify. So they'll be from Changes or Rise. But, cool. Uh, that works. For sure. Anything else? Those are, those are the best ones, anyway. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I can agree with that. Um, yeah, is there anything else you guys want to like send off and just say one last thing about A, B, C, or D? Whatever you want, doesn't even matter if it's like kids' diapers that are really good. That's cool. Maybe it's a guitar <laughs> string that you love. I don't know. I, I just appreciated all the time with these guys. I mean, I know bands 
you know, they, they break up, they do a lot of stuff. And, and uh, just the, the way, like Eric mentioned earlier, the dynamic that we've had an opportunity to have and just play off each other is something that I don't want to take for granted. Um, I know through COVID that's the longest I've ever gone without playing. And then, you know, being able to come back together and pick back up. And I think it's because we all just kind of share. And I think Jared mentioned this too, you know, we all kind of share uh, different jobs within the band and that just kind of helps on stress or, you know, things like that. So I just, I appreciate these guys and I appreciate you guys getting a hold of us to do something like this. Cool. Yeah. Thanks for coming out and uh, taking the time to talk with us. It's been great. It's been great to learn more about you guys and, uh, yeah, that sounds awesome. I love the music. Guys, it was awesome. Thank you so much for joining us and giving us some of your time and just chatting about what you're doing. It's awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Yeah, you, guys guys. Rock, you guys it. are rock stars. That's great. <laughs> love it. Thank you. It was really fun. Cool. Cool. Okay, see you guys later. Take it easy. Have a great night. Take it easy. It was nice meeting you guys. Thank you. Nice meeting you too. Ryan? That was great talking to uh, Westfall. That was awesome. Yeah. Jeff. I mean, Bobby, Eric, and Jared were amazing. You looked at me like I was going to try to say everyone's name and mispronounce them. Well, it's not very hard to mispronounce those names. No, not at all. Pretty straightforward. Those guys Last names maybe, but... Not For sure. Ours. That was fun. Those guys are cool. Yeah, just so down to earth. And like we were talking about after, they're just in, very intentional about what they're doing and how they're doing it. And I think it's... As much as most people think that's unusual, I think that may actually may be more common with a lot of right. bands. You just don't realize it. I mean, there's some bands I've heard, I'm like, man, why have they not made it? But it's probably because they have intentionally decided to just chill and do it locally and make good music. That That's exact. If I were to get into a band today or start a band today, it would be like I wouldn't want to be like going much further out than where I live, like West Michigan, Grand Rapids area. I would just like to stick around here and do that my thing here. It's not like I'm looking for riches and you know multi platinum albums or anything like that. I just want to have people listen to my music, you know. And that's what we're play here some for. shows locally and be cool. But I have a family and I got all this other stuff. Yeah, makes and sense. We want to expose that, right? It's like. Those are the bands that don't get the notoriety. But if you guys listen to this podcast, right, you're going to hear some of these bands that right. are on a little bit of low key. That's all right. Yeah, for sure. It's new music. As we talked with those guys, it was like, hey, I want to find something new to listen to. Mm-hmm. And you and I like that. Mm-hmm. We can find something. I mean, we still have our nostalgic or we even like... The big hits or whatever from the new bands. Or... Hey, have you ever heard of Tool? That's tough. I don't know. Oh, we saw them, I think, this year, didn't we? We did. You got a poster or two. I, I'm, 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 I'm describing the two ends of the spectrum here. You could be like Tool and be into Tool, and you could want to be in Tool and tour 365 a year and like be crazy. But they don't, though, right? No, no, they don't. I'm, they I'm, tour like every seven years, right? But they will. They'll spend seven years creating an album. Oh, that's true. Working seven days a week. But yeah, it, it's it's a different it's a different ball game, man. It's right. different, and I like the style of Westfall. Like, that's what I would do if me and you started a band tomorrow. We would do it like Westfall. Oh, we wouldn't be very good because no, I'm not we very wouldn't. Good. 
Well, yeah, it would be It'd me. be all on you. What would... Yeah, what would... The band... What would you do? What would our sound be? What would you... I don't know. What would you do, though? <laughs> uh, I would be the organizer, and I'd make sure we book all the shows and all that stuff. So Fair you'd enough. be a one-man band. I like it. Okay. And I'd uh, make sure that you get on the map. Let's put it that way. And I'd give you some free monies. Yeah. And their sound... We didn't talk too much about their sound. We talked about their kind of their influence and stuff, but I, mm-hmm. I think it's solid 90s, late 90s rock sound. Yes. Um, and we, we didn't talk, and that was actually on my list of to ask them. Like, I I have a, like a Breaking Benjamin sound, like a, mm-hmm. just that normal alternative, nothing crazy, nothing totally wonky, nothing oddball or unexpected, just some good alternative radio rock. I think, yeah, yeah, and, and I like, like every song sounds like it could be on the radio. Oh, I think there's uh, several songs that could totally be radio bound, and mm-hmm. uh, I like the way they mix their vocals is they blend them. I think it's pretty cool. I mean, For sure. I mean, it's not like they're unique in that way, but they don't have one lead singer necessarily, and they blend it pretty well, and they, it brings a unique sound to them. But so yeah, I everybody check them out. Uh, we got a couple songs to play today. Um, at the end and uh we're not gonna list them off like we've done in the past just we'll just throw them out there yeah you guys let's do yep. them check them out um those will be on the ones on spotify but if you do want to check out uh was it um seven seasons you got to go check out itunes for that yep whether it's itunes or apple music these days i'm not quite sure i think they both exist yeah at some point i think they're trying to kill itunes i think so i think they've killed itunes the player they don't update it anymore yeah but eh, who knows? It is. So Ryan, what's going on uh, coming up in August here for music in Michigan? Well, we have a list of concerts right in front of me, and I could list every single one. We have so much music going on in Grand Rapids right now, or in the West Michigan area. I apologize. Well, but there's festivals across the state too, for sure. And some of the stuff, I have no idea what it is. So I'm just going to list off the stuff that we know about. So we got 10 years, who we actually talked about at the podcast, who Westfall toured with 10 years. They're playing um, Elevation at the Intersection. So that's, I believe, the mid-level of the intersection. August 13th on Saturday, 10 years. We've got the Beach Boys at Frederick Meyer Gardens, August 15th. That's cool. The Toasters at the Pyramid Scheme, August 15th. The Devil Wears Prada, a band that I used to listen to quite a bit, August 16th, August 16th at the intersection. The Decemberists are playing the Frederick Meyer Gardens, August 17th. Oh, there's a lot of stuff here. Weird Al, August 25th at, at uh, yeah, GLC Live, formerly known as 20 Monroe. That'd be cool, Weird Al. I know he's got a movie coming out. I haven't heard about that. No, yeah, movie or a movie is coming out uh, about, about Weird Al's life. Oh, it's like a documentary. Some, yes, or uh, uh, it, it's a it's a story movie. I wouldn't say it's a documentary. It's a cool, fun movie. Well, I'm sure with him it'd be interesting. Yeah, but he's not in it. Someone else plays him, and I'm trying. Okay, to, who, who the heck, you know, I haven't who feel like I've heard him? anything about Weird Weird Al in a long time. Harry Potter, I think, plays him. Harry Potter. What's his name? <laughs> What's Harry Potter's name? Uh, I'm laughing uncomfortably because I won't remember it. Uh, Radcliffe? Yes. 
because oh. Radcliffe plays Harry po- or Weird Al in the movie. He does for sure. Oh, really? Yeah, he hundred percent does. I know that. All right, that's cool. And apparently, it's really good. And I'm hearing like I think it either just came out or it's about to come out. It's been pre- previewed areas, and people have seen it, and it's getting very high regards. You know, I haven't heard anything new from Weird Al in a long time, though. Mm-mm. You? I have not, but I also... I know he comes out with stuff. It's not like I follow him. It's just kind of mm-hmm. like, oh, another Weird album. Cool, right. check it out. But I remember when we were growing up, like, there was always a new video. It was oh, it Something was, new. It was, like, constant. Yeah. yeah. If it wasn't uh, Beat It or Eat It, in his case, for Michael Jackson... Eat it. Eat it. There was always, you know, Gangster's Paradise was... Uh, that was a good one. But what was his name the, of it? The movie? Oh, his, um, I don't know. Oh, it was uh, Amish Paradise. Amish Paradise. Yeah. Good call. So, any of the... You know, we you know, had a lot of that going on for a long time, but then it kind of dried up for a while. But And the accordion. He always played the accordion. That's true. Oh, what do we got next, Ryan? We have... Trying to see if anything cool. 311 in September. Well, now we're out of August. So I got one. What? That's well, So you hit on a lot of stuff on Grand Rapids. So on the east side of the state, Oscoda, which most people don't even know where that is. True. Uh, is just north of Al- just south of Alpena, just north of Taos. They have a rock fest. They've been doing it for a couple of years. They can, I don't think they did it last year, but they did it. For a couple years in a row. Like Grand Rapids Upheaval, which we neglected to talk about, which just happened. We did. And you can add on to that here in a minute. So the 12th and 13th of August, so right after we drop this, right, you got to get up there to Oscoda. You got to rush up there. Um, there is a lot of stuff going on. And we've talked about a couple bands. So there's some up-and-coming bands in Michigan, like Possum Belly, mm-hmm. that we've heard about. But then there's also Saving Able is a headliner there. Um, and couple other rock bands so if you're into heavier heavier rock that's the place to go friday and saturday go check it out jeff thinks heavy is saving able no i'm just telling you it's not just telling you it's not slayer it's not slayer (laughs) so if we want to look at the east side of the state so we talked a lot about the grand rapids we have pine knob which is the place are you sure it's not called dte what what? I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Pine Knob is oh. the only name okay. of this Yeah, you're right. Facility. You're right. I'm looking it up right now. It's called Pine Knob. Okay. So Allison Chains is going to be there with Breaking Benjamin on August 16th. Yeah, yeah. Corn and Effervescence, the 21st of August. Sammy Hagar, Ooh. the 23rd. Imagine Dragons, if you're into that. 20th of 4th. Sorry, nobody is. And now we're going to hit it into Keith Urban, which I would... I'm not a big fan, but you know what? Some that, people are. 26. Is that country... And to wrap up the August concert series, you got Scorpions and White Snake on August thirtieth. Rock, I would totally 80s go, rock right there. I would totally go see that. I love the Scorpions. Definitely. I love them. Oh yeah, definitely. You know they had a um, I love stint the there in Vegas. Really? Them and the new um, Skid Row, I guess you'd call it, because Sebastian Bach's not part of them. It hasn't mm-hmm. been part of them for years. But um, yeah, they my parents saw them. That's Scorpion. Do you like Scorpions? Oh yeah. Like I'm I like they're way above average for me. They're like Oh yeah. They're awesome. They have so many albums. They have so many weird album covers too. Mhm. They're that, very unique. Yes. In a way. Very interesting. Uh-huh. 
That's a good way to put it. I love the Scorpions. That's cool. I might check that one out. So this week I want to. Pine Knob. So between Grand Rapids, Pine Knob, Oscoda Fest, I'm sure there's plenty Oscoda going on. Fest. I'm sure there's plenty going on up north. Probably plenty going on in Detroit we haven't talked about. Um, we can only talk about the concerts you guys tell us about. It's not like we can go online and just look these things up. And we've hit on a lot of national stuff, but there's a lot of... I mean, every community, I feel like, has a little concert series going on. And you got to go check it out. you got to go find out where, where music's being played. It's everywhere. So, so Jeff, this weekend, I'm going to go to Cow Pie. That's in Alto, Michigan. And we couldn't really talk about it much because by the time I go see it, this episode will be done. The next one won't be recorded yet. But we will talk about a little bit of Cow Pie next yes. time. Patty Prashela, God bless her soul. She will be there on Friday. Yep. Um, but yeah. yeah a lot of, there's a lot of bands at that. For that sure. Event. That's a huge festival. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And uh, they've got stuff going on for like like a different band like every hour. And there's like three stages. Yep. If I read it correctly. We'll talk about Cowpie a little bit more next episode. Because um, obviously it'll have happened already. But I, I've heard interesting things about Cow Pie. I think this might be the last year. Really? That's what I heard. That's what I heard. But I'm not... We'll, we'll see. That was unverified information. Hmm. Interesting. Well, I'll be interested to hear more about it after you've gone. Will you, though? Will you really? I will. Really? And I will tell you a little bit about my Patty Prashela show in Allegan. Because yeah. I'm planning on going there on August 12th. Oh, yeah. With the wife. So Great. Where's that at? It's uh, right in Allegan, downtown. You just walk downtown, and it's like Patty's right playing. on the right on the riverfront. Oh, it, it's outside. Oh yeah, outside oh. like Banshell. They do it every week down there, and uh, so Patty's gonna be down there. I'm gonna go check it out. Grab a drink from the social district. The social district. Yes, love it. All right, Ryan. Anything else? Yeah, let's start everything over from the top. Ba-dum-bum. Thank you, Jeff, so much. Bit music.